Welcome to Do Not Listen to This Podcast, and I have a guest that I have not had the chance to... I like it when I have people I haven't met yet, really, so this is recorded for all time as our first kind of interaction, so why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, Roger. Uh, so I'm Moshe Mikanowski, and um, I, it's really a pleasure for me to be here with you. Uh, we met through Doug uh, Thompson, and he's... Thompson. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I really loved our interaction over there, and you know, your sense of humor just floored me. I was really enjoying that. Uh, And uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, so I've been um, in uh, software product development for many, many years. I started as an engineer for 20 years. So doing a lot of uh, different engineering uh, positions. And then uh, you moved into product management of uh, digital products, of course. Uh, So that's what I'm doing. That's what I love doing. That's what I'm working on. Mm -hmm. Well, so I just want to remind everybody, support the podcast, go to do not listen to this podcast.com. Half your donations go to feeding stray cats and dogs. They like that. They like to eat. Um, so, you, you know, your name is worth over 85 points in Scrabble. You know that, right? <laughs> but is it legal to have uh, proper names? I don't know. I, I just, it's a lot of points there. So <laughs> you, wanted to, you wanted to talk about creativity and business growth. So which, which topic did you want to tackle first? It, it's up uh, to you. Let, let's start with creativity with that because that's really close to my heart. Okay. So why don't you tell me how you define creativity, how you use it in business, and um, the, the pluses and minuses of it? Yeah. So creativity for me, it's really... Uh, the um, energy and the power that power or the fuel that power all of us. Uh, it's about uh, creating something new. It's about thinking about new ideas. Mm-hmm. It's about just, um, well, being creative, but I can't really use that word, right? When right. I define creativity. Well, if you're just using the word creative when you're defining creativity, you're not very creative. Right? Exactly. That's how we would say it, right? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but it's always so hard. It's like taboo, plain taboo. But yeah, no, it's, it is. It's a t- it, look. It's a tough creativity is a tough thing to define because it's different mm-hmm. for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yet it's the same for everybody. Right. Right. Like everybody has a different de- definition of what is creative, and everybody, by the way, I think, is creative, even though they don't think they are. They may not have tapped into it yet. But mm-hmm. how they explore their creativity and whether or not that helps them or hurts them, that becomes the issue. What's the yes. first, what's the first create, creative thing you, you tapped into? So this is not in uh, business, but this is in That's personal, right. yeah, yeah. Um, where I always loved painting and drawing and writing. Mm. Writing I found uh, more lately in recent years, but um, I also liked it as a kid, I remember. When did you start uh, and, painting? Oh, really early on, like I was always doing something, always drawing something. Were you like one of those something. kids in school that doodled? Yes, of course. On all the sides of my uh, books, even the uh, religious books, that you're not really supposed to do that. Yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, if, if you got that talent, if, 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 uh, if, the, if the chosen God gave you that talent, then, you know, no problem. Just use right? it, right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I was um, uh, decorating my... Uh, study books and uh-huh. uh, <laughs> um, and, your, and I love what mm-hmm. was your favorite thing I always like to talk, talk to people who draw because for me I think that it's a whole release of um, anxiety 
for most people mm-hmm. that I talk to, like, the, you know, it's like they're anxious and they, they, they get it out through their hands and it becomes artistic. And, and I'm just curious if that's true for you. Uh, yeah, there is a, a bit of a theme there, actually. I remember that um, uh, there were some period of times that if I didn't feel that well, if I felt a yeah. bit of anxiety or a bit of depression, I would, mm. for some reason, uh, draw trees. So oh, if cool. someone would see me drawing trees, they would like, oh, how do you feel today? <laughs> what was the connection between trees and depression? That's interesting. I have no idea. I, I don't know. Maybe Did because you have to it cut was... down a tree when you were a kid and it hurt No, you? no, no, no. Okay. That would be my first little jump to it. But one of the trees I really liked drawing was an olive tree. Uh, I'm oh. originally from Israel, so we have okay. quite a bit of those over there. And yeah. usually they're very gnarly. And right. has lots of, uh, they're, they're very old. Mm-hmm. So it's really um, kind of easy to draw them uh, because they have a lot of character. Uh, you don't really have to look at a reference for that or anything. So it's, it's, it's almost like doodling. Men- it's funny you mentioned trees because one of my friends who's a really great artist and he's also, a, he's a location scout manager and he's done some really, really big films like some, and he gets great locations. Mm-hmm. He, he paint. He's also a painter, and that's how he started, kind of becoming a location manager. Somebody bought his paintings. It's a small, you know, it's a small world, mm-hmm. and uh, he has a big passion for trees. And he just takes pictures of trees wherever he is mm-hmm. on his locations, and it's uh, it's wild. I mean, so there. Yeah, trees are amazing. Yeah. Trees are really amazing. Like the variety and their shapes and some of them are really like symmetric and if you like order yeah. they're very orderly and some of them are really wild and they live so, a long time and they live yeah, that's definitely <laughs> they see a lot more yeah. than us so so you, so you got into that you're a kid and then is that what got you into the technical stuff is that what how did that so, how did that connect yeah it's it's an interesting story because i always since i was 10 probably i thought i'm going to be an architect because for me it made a lot of sense i'm creative i like also buildings i like to look at buildings i like the interior designs and i was like okay i need a job that is more than just an artist and um architecture seems like amazing so i would buy Mm -hmm. architecture books and learn it and who's your favorite architect um probably um uh, gary he is mm-hmm. a canadian one mm-hmm. and he um i believe he's a canadian one well, um, well for purposes of this podcast he's canadian if anybody wants to <laughs> deny it they will do it in the well I'm only, I'm only saying that because i live in toronto so oh, yeah, there you go yeah <laughs> he was um, a canadian hockey player and artist <laughs> no he definitely was a <laughs> player um but um, yeah, him and but uh, many others. Um, uh, also, I love Gaudi. Gaudi has mm. like amazing, amazing yeah. work. Uh, but then um, I actually I went to the army in Israel, and over there I kind of you have stumbled to, it's into mandatory for everybody, right? That's, yes, exactly. It's mandatory. Two years, right? Uh, no, the back at my time, uh, men would have to do three years and women ah. two years. Uh, they there might have know. changed it now, and it might be the same, but mm-hmm. that was back then. And uh, I'm talking 30 years ago, so it's sure. been a while. Sure. And uh, I got into software development in the Army. So I was gotcha. uh, doing, like, I learned how to be a software developer, well, and then I did that in really the Army. architecture. I mean, software development is architecture in a different so, way. So actually, I did find that it was also a very creative yes. 
uh, profession. So maybe I don't draw with my hands or draw with the computers. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, I was like convincing myself that, uh, yeah, when I uh, finish my army service, I'm going to find a job in a software company that build um, software for architects. So this way will be my way into it. But uh, it didn't happen that way, actually. But it, it, I, what I did find was that building software is a very creative thing uh, yeah. because you have to build something from nothing, really. You have the tools. Yeah. So if you paint, you have your brushes and paints and whatever. Here you have your computer and your software language and your right. user interface and whatever it is and your database. So you have all of your tools and then you have to, like you said, architect from that something and build it up and, and uh really create something that was not there before what which is the, really what creativity is about what was that that's a great uh, definition of it what what was your first software thing that you created oh i might have to uh kill you if i tell you but yeah, um, that's okay. no no i'm joking uh, <laughs> i've got clearances i've got clearances i, I yeah but i, don't know I about all in, the all... i grew up in those families <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been so many years now. It was actually software in the army for um, uh, for um, the communication channels, okay. so everything related to communications. Gotcha. Um, so it's it's really very high high level. Um, uh -huh. I you know back then I I couldn't really talk about it much or sure. whatever. Now, These days, probably that software. I don't know if this software even exists anymore because technology changed so much. Yeah, uh, but I did uh, had an interesting um, play with um, uh, Apple Newton. If you remember that little little machine, that probably most of the listeners don't know what we're talking no, about. No, they'd have they'd have to Google it. <laughs> they have to Google it exactly. Uh, so we actually got uh, some of the first uh, versions of that, and we we're trying to implement it for our um, unit, but. Uh, it didn't really work out, and in the end, also Apple kind of dumped that product. But yeah, it was one, it was, it was a nightmare product. <laughs> it was really interesting, but it was before you had uh, any of the you know iPhones and iPads for sure. Yeah, but, no, it was, but it even, was definitely a precursor to that. Definitely. Uh, so, so that was you know also um, lots of really interesting stuff in there. Um, at the same time, uh, I was like buying my first computer. Uh, mm -hmm. Because I was like, what was your um, first software. computer? Mine was an 8086. <clears throat> yeah, uh, mine was also 8086. Actually, I had the Sinclair before that for my bar mitzvah. My dad mm. uh, bought me uh, Spectrum, Sinclair Spectrum, which was, okay. uh, uh, you know, it was just a keyboard and the computer was part of the keyboard, and then you have to attach to it uh, a mm -hmm. TV and a tape recorder yep. and all of that stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the good old days. Um, these the kids, good old days, these exactly. kids today with their iPhones and their. Samsung exactly. Galaxy. Yeah, I remember my dad spent like $500 back then. And, you know, back then it was a lot of money. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like I, I remember the 8086 machine that I got was um, like two grand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it was, I think prices uh, stay the same. It's just the machines have changed. Yeah. I mean, it, and it, <laughs> it, it was, you know, a phone is much better than it is now. Oh, yeah. My first computer had a 40 megabyte hard drive. Yeah, right. And I was like, so amazed. I have so much memory. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it really, people take it for granted now. It changes so fast. People Definitely. don't really understand that it, the way it used to be, just not, you know, just even <clears throat> five, 10 years ago. Um, Definitely, yeah. Same with <clears throat> yeah, cell, things cell phones and everything. Yeah, like my kids, they don't even know what, exactly. you know, 
what life was like before that. So. Exactly. They, they can't imagine it. Um, can't. So how important do you think creativity is in that industry, in, in, in the software? Oh, kind of I think world? it's extremely, Critical, right? it's a, yeah, it's extremely important. Definitely. Uh, if you look into, um, you know, just what we're talking about, all the okay. development that happened in the past, uh, you know, 20, 30 years. Yep. Um, thing people, and you look, let's say, at sci-fi uh, movies from back then. People could not really imagine how world would it be, yeah. and to get to where we are, we needed a lot of creativity there. Yeah. Well, how do you how do you think creativity rolls into business growth, especially for tech companies? Yeah. So, I. When companies are starting, you know, all, all you know, in the startup stages and in in the growth stages, right? It's um, I, I think creativity is used much more than later on, mm-hmm. but then that's where the growth actually comes into play. There is a lot of chaos. There is a lot of yeah. unknown. There is a lot of trials and errors and pivoting and whatever it is, but to to make that happen, you have to be creative and you know do things mm-hmm. that are not uh, maybe normal or they're not yeah. uh, uh, going through a pass or a process. And then where companies grow, grow, what I've seen is that they kind of forget that and they become more structured and more process oriented. Yeah, it definitely uh, happens. That's definitely true. And, you know, I mean, in, in, in all fairness, in startup phase, you're creative out of necessity. And then in mature mm-hmm. phase, you, it's almost everything set up against you not to be creative. Exactly. And then you have to be creative again and, and yeah. to take it to the next level. And that just tends to be the cycle. And you see that many, many times that uh, companies are being acquired or, you know, um, ownership changes when they grow or they go public and then they have the board or new CEOs to, to deal with. Right. And those people are not very creative usually. No, so no, no. You... no uh, I mean, I have worked with some of the most uncreative people on the planet, mm-hmm. um, but they can make the payment and that's good. Mm-hmm. They, they have the money. They just have no creativity. It's really <laughs> funny. I mean, so what's more important? Well, they're both important, right? So you have, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, and I know people that have a lot of money and that are also creative, right? Mm-hmm then it gets harder for them to bring in people that would push them to the next level mm. because they can do both. Right. Like the smart money people that aren't, that don't see themselves as creative, they love working with as many people on, as they can. Cause for them, that's exciting. You know, for them, the money isn't that important. People don't understand that if you get to a certain amount of money, it's not that important. It's just money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? And everybody that doesn't have money goes, well, I'd like to get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah okay well you can get there yeah <laughs> so what's been the, what was the most creative thing you had to do in in your in one of your businesses for business growth what was the thing that kind of saved something yeah um, uh, I had to create several programs where I would actually move um, and, and actually start talking with users uh, because um, you know believe it or not uh, many of us, have gone through this and many of us still going through that building products without 
talking with the users. Yeah, that's not good. And <laughs> it's not good at all, exactly. And um, in some cases where you deal with B2B, there is a lot of, um, it's actually hard to find those users. Yeah, it's hard that's to true. It get. It is harder than like consumers, yeah, it, that's right. That's correct. Exactly, because consumers you can uh, find them everywhere. They're all yeah. around you. Everybody's all of your a families. consumer. Everybody is a consumer. Exactly. Not everybody's a but, business owner. That's right. And it's not just business owners. I, I've been dealing in. I've been developing software for uh, lawyers, for example. And lawyers' Sorry time. That. Sorry to hear that. Exactly. Well, it was very <laughs> exciting actually, <laughs> but uh, it's very hard to take to find time with them because their time is extremely expensive. They charge like well, hundreds of dollars. So. Yeah, it's, it's hard to time. It's hard to find time with lawyers unless they need you. Then, well, then all of a sudden they need you. Usually, they have unlimited time. Usually, uh, they need you when they, you pay them. But. <laughs> yeah, well, or the other way around. It's funny, but so yeah. that's tough. Work so that was tough, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, or I was dealing with uh, loyalty programs, and mm. with loyalty programs, it's business to business to consumers, so B two B to C. So you have time with the business that you're dealing with, but then the consumers is not just everyone at Starbucks or everyone right. on the street. Right. It's, it's specifically right. their members, so you have to right. find where they are. So I, I was trying to be creative about, you know, where do I find them? How do I get to, uh, in touch right. with them? How do I get Get them to help me really uh, with my research, with my discovery, and that was always. Um, it's actually a fun, a fun uh, thing to solve. So, um, because they're around. So recently, for example, the only reason I joined Clubhouse was wow. because I wanted to tap into discussions of people of specific persona mm -hmm. and see what they were talking about and what the problem they were facing. Right. So th that was an interesting uh, use case. And there are there are other tools like that that are useful. Yeah, Clubhouse, but is fun. Clubhouse is actually, the whole thing with social media that people miss is its real asset is it's a great R&D thing. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, if you, <laughs> you know, you need a 16 to 35 people for a good sample size, you can get that mm -hmm. really fast. And um, if you know yeah. how to ask the questions in a, you know, in a scientific way versus a, you know, loaded way, um, you can get, you can create things um, fairly quickly through social yeah. media connections. Yeah, but, exactly. But people miss that, that part of it. They, they just don't, they, they don't see it. They think they so have to have they thousands. They, they think they have to have thousands. Like you don't need thousands. Yeah. You, you don't need, need thousands. To, because your business is only going to serve, for most people, most solopreneurs, your business is only going to serve 40, 50 people max anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you don't and need... And also it's statistically significant that you need. Yes. So That's right. once you get after a few, you know, when we do a user testing, we usually... 12 people yeah, that's enough. Is, is, is max after that yeah. even within the 12 people you see repetitions of what they're you'll telling see you. the patterns you'll see yeah. the patterns after and that, you'll see the, exactly the holes and you'll see the you'll see everything within that small group and that's absolutely right you don't need more than that nope, definitely you, you don't so what what would you want people that have listened all the way up to this part of the podcast to take away from this episode about creativity um, that it's um, really out there for you to to find it. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, like you said, I really like what you said before that uh, even if you don't think you are creative, uh, you do have opportunities to be creative in right. the things that you're passionate about. And usually those are the things that it's much easier to find creativity 
uh, where your passion That's lies. very wise. I mean, the, the things that you love are going to be where you're going to find the creativity because you want to do things at a deeper level. Exactly. Exactly. Well, great. Thanks for coming on the show. It's fantastic. Thank you so much, Roger. That was a pleasure.